Hi, I'm Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. As we are well into the Christmas and holiday season, I thought it would be fun to do an episode on how to have a Christ-focused holiday. Before we dive in, I wanted to remind you that this is a great time to register for the next few days for the 2021 Set Apart Conference because you can get an extra special discount right now with our holiday specials. And there are a lot of other last-minute gifts. Some of them are digital gifts for the women in your life at great prices. So go to setapartgirl.com to learn more. So let's dive into how to have a Christ-focused holiday. I remember vividly a memory from my childhood during Christmas. It was Christmas Eve, and my mom had made the house completely dark except for the sparkle of candles and some lights from the Christmas tree. And the air seemed to sparkle with this heavenly light. And our family gathered in the living room to read the Christmas story from the Bible and sing hymns by candlelight. I remember at about eight years old, as I was experiencing this, for the first time I was struck by the holiness of the Christmas holiday. My heart just became filled with wonder and awe and gratitude for what God had done in sending His only Son into the world on my behalf. Santa and parties and presents suddenly seemed unimportant to me. I was just awed by God's amazing gift, and that is what I wanted to focus on and celebrate. It was a rare moment for me as a child, because as a child especially, it's just very easy to be focused on the party and the food and the presents. And even as we become adults, the same is true. In our self-focused culture, it's really not easy to keep a holy perspective toward the holiday season. I had moments as a child when I truly understood what Christmas meant, but there were also times when all I could think about was what would be waiting for me under the tree on Christmas morning. And again, even as an adult, it can be challenging challenging to keep our gaze centered on Christ in the midst of the holiday bustle. For a lot of us, the holidays can often become just another temptation to get distracted from eternal things or get caught up in shallow frivolity with no real purpose other than to keep us busy and focused on ourselves. So during a season that is centered around shopping and parties and celebrating, it's tempting to slide into spiritual laxness. The same way a lot of people let go of their healthy diet and exercise habits during the holidays, I think it's really easy to let go of our healthy spiritual habits during this time as well. And that's actually really ironic considering the entire reason for this time of celebration is Jesus himself. Enjoying the festivities of this time of year, I've learned that it is so important not to unplug spiritually in the midst of all the celebrating and fun. Everything we do, as we said in the last episode, whether eating or drinking, should always be done for the glory of God. I'd like to share just a few ways that can help you keep your focus on Christ during the holiday season. And these are the things that have most helped me not slide into spiritual laxness and remember the holiness of this season. They may seem basic, but I found that even though I know these things, I have to constantly remind myself to do them in a busy time like this. The first one is to protect your daily quiet times. When we get out of our normal groove, out of our normal rhythm, 
Maybe we're staying with friends and family. It's really easy to let this slide and just say, you know, God understands I'm busy. I'm with my family right now. I don't really need to come into his presence every day. But that time needs to be protected. As A.W. Tozer said, the one who would know God must spend time with him. So it's just like a marriage relationship. If you ignore your spouse and you never spend any time together, that relationship is going to suffer. It's going to grow distant. And the same is true in our relationship with Jesus Christ. So be creative with this. If you need to stay up a little later, if you need to forego some of the lesser important activities. A lot of us waste a lot of time on social media and worldly entertainment and tell ourselves that we don't have time to be in the presence of God every day. As Corey Ten Boom once wrote, don't pray or meet with God when you feel like it. Have an appointment with the Lord and keep it. And even through the holidays, that is such an important thing to remember. So to look at your schedule and say, where in this bustle and hustle can I make an appointment with the Lord? And then make a commitment to keep that appointment, even if you feel tired or sluggish or it doesn't seem like the most exciting thing to do at the time. Your spiritual life will thrive and you will keep your focus on Jesus Christ when you protect that daily time with him. Maybe it's not an hour or two of praying and studying right now, but even that time of of 20 or 30 minutes to take your cares before him and make things right and listen to him speak to your heart. That's absolutely critical, especially during a season that is centered around celebrating all that Christ has done for us. One of the most powerful stories, and I've, I've mentioned this before on this podcast, so you may have heard it before, but it is so convicting to me. It was about John Wesley when he was in the peak of his ministry, and he was invited before one of the most powerful men in England, whose name was Lord Byron. He went and met with this man, but then only a little ways into their meeting, he rose to leave. And Lord Byron was offended, and he said, how can you be leaving when there are hundreds of people in this country who would wait months to get an audience with me. And John Wesley answered him and said, I have an appointment with the king of the universe, and I dare not be late, and I dare not be tired. Wow. Talk about keeping your priorities straight. He knew that meeting with the king of the universe every day, coming before the presence of God, was the only thing that equipped him to do the work that he was called to do as a minister of the gospel. And he didn't let anything get in the way of that, even an audience with the most important man in England. Another practical to keep your focus on Christ during the season is to continually fill your mind with truth. We are bombarded on all sides by the frivolous, shallow messages of the culture, especially through the holiday season. And so we have to be purposeful about filling our mind with truth every single day. And for me, listening to audio scripture and amazing audio biographies throughout the day during my free time is a wonderful way to do that. Posting scriptures around the house or in my car is another wonderful way to do that, but constantly look for ways that you can turn your thoughts and your mind back towards truth. And during this holiday season, probably a lot of us are going to be around friends and family who want to talk about the negatives that are happening in the world. We've heard a lot of people say, oh, I just can't wait for 2020 to be over. It's been such a hard year. Really, the number 2020, it's just a number. (laughs) Problems are still problems. The world is still filled with sin, and just going into 2021 doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that all those problems go away. And it's easy to start dwelling on the negatives instead of focusing on God's reality. 
As it says in Philippians, we are supposed to be meditating on things that are true and noble and excellent and praiseworthy and lovely and of good report. You can't look around at the world and get that kind of a message, but you can go to the word of God and and just be filled with the reality of heaven, the reality of God. So look for ways to continually fill your mind with truth, not just the negative messages of the world. Another practical I would encourage you in, especially if you are visiting friends and family this holiday season, is not to lower your standards because of social pressure. I've shared before about an experience that Eric and I had when we were first married, and it was around Christmas time, ironically. We went to go visit friends and family that we hadn't seen in a long time, and they wanted to show us their favorite movie. And to be polite, we went along with it, but it didn't take long uh, for watching this movie to realize this was not God-honoring. It was very perverse. It was very crude. And the only thing we wanted to do was get out of there, but we couldn't do it graciously without causing social awkwardness. So we sat through this whole terrible movie and felt very slimed by it. And I remember sitting in the guest room talking with Eric and just feeling like we needed to repent and feeling like we needed to get right with God because we had chosen to protect our social standing in that situation rather than the standards that God had set for us. And it's so critical that we don't jeopardize our relationship with Jesus Christ, that we don't mar our conscience just because we don't want to be rude to friends and family. There is usually a gracious way to excuse yourself from activities or movies or conversations that are not honoring to God. You don't have to make a huge statement and storm out of the room and slam doors and yell at people, but graciously excusing yourself, graciously telling someone that you're not comfortable watching this or talking about this is actually a critical step for you to take. Yes, it might cause a moment or two of social awkwardness, or maybe it might even cause tension in your relationships on an ongoing basis, but Jesus always needs to come first. So ask him for the grace to remain strong and not to lower your standards and to justify it by saying, well, I have to do this. I have to watch this. I have to participate in this just because of the pressure of friends and family. Keep your relationship with Jesus Christ first. Remember, this season is all about him and the amazing gift that he gave us. So let's not dishonor him in the name of celebration, in the name of honoring people around us. Another practical is to look for ways to turn outward and serve. This is a time of the year, especially as we head into the new year, where everybody is always thinking about selfish things. You know, I want to get in shape. I want to lose weight. I want to reach this goal. I want to pursue this dream. You know, New Year's just happens to be the time when everybody turns their attention to personal desires. But I have found that the most beautiful holiday seasons I have ever had are those when I purposely turned outward with my family and looked for ways to serve others. I remember a time when on Christmas Day, my entire family visited a hospital of terminally ill lung patients, and we went from room to room and sang hymns and Christmas carols, and some of them didn't have any other visitors on that day. And it was just such a blessing to bring joy into their lives, even in that small way, instead of just you know sitting around and focusing on ourselves on that Christmas Day. There have been other Christmases when we've done gift baskets for people in need, or we've gone on missions trips, and those are always my favorite holidays. So even if you're not able to do a lot as far as going and visiting a hospital or going on the mission field right now because of all the the restrictions that most of us are under, we can still look for ways to turn outward and serve and bless and give to others. 
Amy Carmichael was born around Christmas time. She actually has the same birthday as me, December 16th. And I was so convicted one time when I read about one of her birthdays where she asked God for a special gift on her birthday. And the special gift that she wanted was to lead a soul to Christ. Her eyes were totally off herself. She wasn't wanting anything for herself. She wasn't wanting people to remember her birthday or make it special for her. She wanted God to grant her a soul. And that is such a powerful way of using a special day that we could so easily be selfish with and instead saying, Lord, I want to give this day back to you. I want to turn outward and serve because that is what you did for me. And that is what Christmas is even about. That's why we even celebrate it is because of the sacrificial love that Jesus Christ had for us. And so let's reciprocate and and walk in his example and turn outward. Another practical is to remember that we have already heard the best news ever. Last Christmas, I did a podcast about this, how we so often look for something more than the reality of the gospel of Jesus Christ to bring us satisfaction and happiness. But when the angels came to the shepherds that night and announced the birth of Jesus, they were bringing the best news ever because now for the first time, humanity had hope. There was that longing for that savior, that longing for the ability to be restored to God. And now the hope was actually there because Christ was born. God had sent his only son to the earth to redeem humanity. And what a powerful, powerful celebration of the best news ever. So every time I'm feeling down, if this could change, if that could change, if only I had this, if only I didn't have that, that's what would make me content and happy. It's so helpful for me to look back and remember the story of Christmas and remember that God has already given me the best news ever. He has already given me the greatest gift I could ever hope for or want or need. And I have every reason to rejoice, even if nothing else good ever happened in my life because of what Jesus did for me. I have every reason for perfect happiness for the rest of my life. So think about ways that you can keep Christ at the center of your holiday celebration. Remember who this season is all about, and let's follow his example and walk in his steps and not just rejoice for the fact that we have food and friends and family and parties, but rejoice in who he is. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to go deeper into building a Christ-centered life, I invite you to visit us at setapartgirl.com and see the many resources that we have for you there on living a Christ-centered life. If you're looking for ways to even go deeper in your relationship with Christ and have a season of discipleship and coming away from the distractions of day-to-day life so that you can focus on Jesus, I encourage you to visit us at ellerslie.com, that's E-L-L-E-R-S-L-I-E.com, and learn about our 2021 discipleship training programs. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.